What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. And welcome to the 124th episode of the Shatter Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? Oh, not a lot. What's going on with you? Hi, uh, fresh off the heels of a very exciting and great finish to a Thursday night football game. I'm just enjoying my day, you know? Things things couldn't get much better today, you know? You had to bring it up. <laughs> Why? For the love of freaking God, Aaron Bleeping Rogers, throw the damn ball to your check down. Throw it to the open guy. For the love of God, I've never been so frustrated with that quarterback in my entire life. Aaron Jones, why does he touch the ball six times in the second half? I don't get it. I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's weird. It's uh, I don't even know what's going on with the bottom half of the NFC North this uh, year. Like. I don't I don't know <laughs> the Bears are on top. I think that's pretty much all we need to say about that. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're that good though. I think the Vikings are far and away the best team. I don't think the Bears are very good. Trubisky stinks. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just he looked like uh he looked like uh Joe Montana against the Lions. So that. That's true. He he's had a couple good games. I just don't think he's a very good quarterback. Not not from us. Not been too impressed. But so oh, well. as a recap for everyone that got to watch the intro without sound, got to watch us start talking without sound. I upgraded my computer to uh, Mojave, and apparently you have to close programs after you give them permission to use microphones and video for it to take effect so i closed it reopened it and here we are with sound so sorry about that i this is what happens when you upgrade things they actually it's not really an upgrade in some cases but we're good now we are we're cooking with gas as they say so no one on the audio podcast would have known had i not said something (laughs) that's true and nobody in the live stream probably got to hear me rant. 
they didn't. So if you want to hear a wink rant about the uh, the Packers, go ahead and uh, check out the audio podcast. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, there's been crazy stuff going on out in California, uh, you know, like freaking fires everywhere. Uh, I know there's a lot of people listening to our show that live out there, so hope all of you guys are staying safe as well as all of our friends over at Capital Games. Uh, hope, you, hope you guys are staying safe and finding good breathable air because, man, the videos and stuff are crazy. Did you see the satellite image of that area? Yeah. It's just a giant smoke cloud. It's crazy. Yeah, so, it's it's crazy. Stay safe, everyone. I know from Sad here deal. in Arizona, those wildfires get out of hand. So. Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to explain this next one to me because I tried to find it and I couldn't. So I'm really interested in this. It sounds like an awesome feature. Tell us about it. All right. So whenever you're listening to the podcast, as you probably are now, unless you're in the live stream, uh, one thing that is pretty cool that I didn't know that iOS 12 introduced this until here recently. And I, I was like, hey, I got to check into it. When you go to the show notes, I always put the timestamps in your show notes. So you can always go and see those. Well, they now have like little chapter markers which is super cool. So if you go to your podcast app, say I'm just, I use Apple podcasts. So let's say I go to that episode 123 was the first one that actually had this. So wherever you go to that and you kind of scroll down to your episode notes and you go a little bit further, you'll see chapters. And those are basically like chapter marker markers in on a blu-ray or something that you can skip to and all of our segment breakdowns i have put all those in as chapters and i'm going to be doing that on all podcasts going forward so if there's something you want to go back to that you missed or whatever you can just click that and quickly get there rather than you know finding the correct time in the show notes and then having to skimmer your way through and get to that spot and all that sort of stuff so i thought that was a really cool feature i didn't know it had it i'm excited to see it uh you know hopefully it makes finding stuff a little bit easier if people want to go back and re-listen to stuff agreed i am looking forward to it because it is very helpful like i need to go uh go back and listen to trivia a few times and get back on my winning tracks because <laughs> late yeah. it was like me winning in a big chunk and now it's you winning in a big chunk and I, I i don't like this i i think the last time that you actually won a week at trivia was around the time that the packers were over 500 so it's been a really long time say that again no i'm not saying it again <laughs> felt really gross <laughs> all right all right, you ready to jump to this first topic? Always. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Uh, alrighty, so this wasn't exactly a super exciting week for me, but 
you know, that's that's okay. Um, let's see. Basically, I did two things. I started working on Bosk because I need his ship to be better because, you know, it's kind of tough sledding in ship arena without him. And mine's only gear eight, so I've been working on that. And then, um, let's see. Oh, uh, Greedo. I've been working on Greedo. So I think we talked about this last week. Uh, Elon and I have been in competition for our phase three checks team, the Boba Lead, Greedo, Pal, Death Trooper with Chewbacca. And I was, this past week, I was able to get both of the pieces or the rest of the stuff I need for both pieces of Gear 12 Plus on Greedo to add to them. Mm hmm. The one that added plus 100 defense penetration and a lot of offense and sort of stuff. So I uh, I decided to yawn before I told you about the rest of this. But <laughs> I, remod I remodded the whole team. Uh, been gearing up, not gearing up, but slicing up mods with offense and trying to maximize that team as much as possible. And I was just testing it. And I've got the team to where it's averaging about 210,000 per hit. Uh, I've Jesus. seen hits actually up to 225,000. That was my best I got a little bit earlier this evening. Uh, it, it is super, super awesome. I can't wait to see what kind of run I can get with it tomorrow. Um, I was like, I was getting over 10% super easy. I mean, most times getting to that number. So I'm curious to see if maybe I'd hit 20% or maybe even get a little bit higher than that. But uh, yeah, tomorrow I'm about that team. We shall see tomorrow. Indeed. Indeed. Hopefully I'm off work so I can, you know, test it by that time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Super cool. And something else I did was I actually recorded some footage of you know, my process of like going through and slicing up a bunch of mods and stuff. And I'm going to turn that into a video. And also over the Thanksgiving weekend, um, I'm going to try to get together a video about Revenant Grandmaster Yoda. Um, because I, I was on with our friends over at Operation Metaverse this week. And that was something else we were talking about was, you know, the offense primaries and, going heavy offense on Grandmaster Yoda. And, uh, you know, uh, I've had a lot of people message me this week that were like, hey, wow, that was, you know, super awesome. So I think I'm going to make a video about it, you know, just kind of share the information a bit more. But, yeah, so that'll be fun. But that is pretty much it. What about for you? Well, something that I think you talked about maybe 10 episodes ago, more? I don't know. I seven-starred my Treya this week uh, after probably 20, <laughs> 20 different raids that I had to put zeros on. Uh, so it made it nice. a little slow, but uh, I did seven-star my Treya this week. So that, that long slog is over, and I'm pretty stoked to start trying her in different things, different raids and different such. I actually used her in the heroic AAT. And this is a fun story that you, you probably don't know this happened, but 
I used her in the heroic yep. AAT in phase one, got a pretty decent okay. score. Then I used RJT minus BB8 plus Finn uh, in phase two. And I think I got like four or five million, something like that. I think I got two million in phase one, five million in phase two. And then I soloed all of phase three and four. And I finished the raid and uh, I was in first place by well over 10 million, I think. So I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get the tank tamer title finally. I'm doing this is looking good for me. And then I checked another five minutes later and you had beat me by 2 million. And I got, sick. wow. <laughs> it's <was> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Of I did course. not know that. That's kind of funny. But yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm kind of glad you mentioned that um, because that was something else. I was testing my Jedi in the heroic AT raid and I went in with my, uh, let's see, it was Revan, Grandmaster Yoda, Ezra, Bastila Sean, and Hermit Yoda. And I was able to clear phases one and two. Things got a little dicey in phase two, but I was able to make it through. I made, uh, I think it was one turn through in Rage, but I managed to keep everyone alive. But then I got to phase three. And I cleared about 60% of it. I wasn't able to go anymore. That team just doesn't have enough turn meter reduction. So. What was the team again? Uh, Revan lead, Grandmaster Yoda, Hermit Yoda, Bastila Sean, and Ezra. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder how. Well, I guess it would still be in Rage. I was gonna say if Joe Lee had brought everyone back, how much further you could have got, but they would have still <laughs> he still would have started one shotting yep. people, so never mind. That's pretty cool. Let's see. Another one. Another seven star. Night Sister Spirit. I finished Ooh. her through the event. I never farmed her in Cantina once. That's the way to do it. Did it all the way through the event, finished her to seven stars uh this week. So there's a 16 energy cantina node that I never had to touch thank goodness so that was good and it took me three days three days to get 30 yellow med packs without farming for them to show up in the uh the store oh, yeah. but i finally got yeah. them and i gear 12 jolie bindo today and threw a zeta on him so I uh, I modded him up, and once I finished my climb with uh, Chewbacca on my last battle, I threw in Joe Lee. So I'm kind of curious to see tomorrow if he does makes my defense any better uh, going into where I go tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Considering there's uh, a nice little fun thing in the game now that kind of. Trivialize, trivializes that a little bit but uh yeah we'll get to that um cool. i also discovered i have some store farms left who knew i have not been farming characters and stores for months and months and uh i found out that kit fisto is apparently in the guild store so i think he's halfway to six stars so I'm going to have to start looking for him now because I can't have that. Just can't let that happen. 
And then yeah, that's uh, disappointing. On top of that, I also found remembered that uh, Hoth Rebel Soldier and ISC are in the Guild Event Store. So Hoth Rebel Soldier still five stars because there was no way I was ever going to farm him from hard nodes. Forget all that. You only need him five star for dark side or for light side territory battles. So I never went past that. But he's in there, and then ISC's like fifty out of a hundred. So might as well finish him off too, especially if I want to just gear him up for the gauntlet starfighter. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. I didn't realize I had three characters still in the stores that I could farm. So I'm a. I've been looking for those the past few days, but uh, it was I- a pleasant surprise because I I kind of. There was, there was, there's something to, um, there's something to farming characters in stores and then finishing them. It's the same as anywhere else. You know, you farm something, especially in like guild store, guild event store, where they're not, they're not for sure going to show up there every refresh. So it kind of takes a little longer on some of those characters. Farming them in there was awesome at the beginning because you got to you had to pick one then you had to spend you know a month farming them and then you got to pick another one it's it's the only thing that you get to pick now as far as farms go is which hard node you're going to do pretty much that or which cantina node and i like the way it was in the beginning you had all the stores to pick from you had all the uh you know all the cantinas and hard nodes and all that stuff to pick from so it made farming fun but now farming is hard nodes and cantina is still fun to me but there's less one of the main things about the game which is collections is missing for me so it's nice to find some farms to uh, go back and go after if all that makes sense yeah uh i'm kind of the same way with um Let's see, like the guild store, for example. I know I still have, what is it, the um, the Special Forces Top Fire Pilot and his ship. I haven't finished those. I think there's one other character in that store I haven't finished. Uh, I just, eh, I'd like to get back. I just, <laughs> have, I just haven't. I mean, uh, the mod slicing material I like too much, gear pieces I like too much other than a character that I'm never going to use I'd like to get finished, but it's not that high of a priority for me. Makes sense. I always looked at this game as a collection game, right? So I want to collect everything. It's like Pokemon. Give me everything. Yeah. <laughs> I want it all. Understandable. <laughs> I, I've kind of become a bit more that way the further I get in the game, but, you know, it's uh, it's you know, just kind of a more efficiency strategy type thing for me. The saddest part is they need to put Aurora, Aurora, Aurora in a store somewhere because that's pretty much the only way he's ever going to get farmed for me because since he's hard note only, yeah. he's the only character I don't have unlocked that's not a new character. I don't even have him unlocked. Like, and I'm not wow. farming hard notes for Aurora. So... That dude sits there all grayed out on my roster all the time, and uh, it bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> like, Jeez. I should have everyone unlocked, but this dude is sitting there staring at me in the face saying, you know, you could have me if you would spin hard note farm. And then I say, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, bud. 
Which kind of uh, sucks because if Tuscans ever do get reworked like I want, I don't have one of them. So it's, it's just that's a good point. It's, it's upsetting. But I'm I'm kind of curious if I have him finished yet because I do not know. I I literally have no idea. I feel like I probably do, but I'm not sure. And I'm in the middle of autoing something, so I can't exactly check at the moment. But well, here's a good here's a question for you. Do you? I didn't do it when. I first got Revan because it took me a week and a half to gear him up. Did you, uh, you, it, it didn't take you that long, but the mythic, uh, it's not mythic, but the heroic tier of the Jedi mission. What is that assault battle? Can't remember the name of it. What's going on right now? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm autoing. I can tell you in a second. Uh, yeah. I've been able to beat. I mean, my Jedi have been good for a while. I've been able to beat the Mythic tier for quite a while. But, uh, I mean, hasn't always been easy. With Revit, I can auto it, so that's nice. But I was able to beat it for a while back whenever... Uh, who did I used to use? I don't even remember what leader I used to use. Uh, Ground wanna... War is what, is what the uh, Assault Battle is. You want to hear something really stupid? really annoys I me i tried to beat mythic ground war um about 30 times with my gear 12 ewoks with zetas and never beat it and then finally i wow. ran through it today with revan on auto and it, it just took the whole thing out but gear 12 ewoks just ready to go half the time couldn't get past uh okay this is auto if i did it myself i could get past the fourth tier but if you tried to auto it don't even get past the fourth tier and even when when i did it Dang. myself i'd get to the last to the last tier and get wiped it was so annoying so yeah. i can imagine that would be frustrating i think <laughs> before i used to beat it with uh qui-gon Jin lead gotcha you have his leader Zated, right? I do. I have four Zated Jedi leader abilities. And you use how many? One. <laughs> exactly. Only one. So many wasted Zetas that I would love to have back. We were talking about that today. If you had to name one Zeta out of all of them, just pick one. Which one would you want back? Phasma. Ooh. Mine is uh, definitely Hera still. <laughs> I I figured. Give yeah, me back that, was... that freaking Hera Zeta. I like, yeah. oh, it's so annoying that they have a button now that asks you, are you sure? When back in the day, it was like, click, click, click. No! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not good. Those, those were, uh, those were the dark times. Yes, and and to answer Joker's question in chat, were they wasted at the time though? Yes, because all I was trying to do was upgrade her abilities, and I clicked one too many times. I definitely was not going for that no. Zeta, and it really has made no difference on my Phoenix squad filled with gear tens and gear eights. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Un understandable. Um, did you? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, joke. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Jugger was also wondering about the uh, as far as mine being wasted at the time. Oh, for okay. me, Fat Phasma. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much a waste the entire time. I don't even remember why I did it. It was just a stupid decision. Uh, all the other Jedi leader abilities, not not so much because Qui Gon I used for a very long time. I used Revan, obviously. Grandmaster Yoda. You know, I used it for a week for raids. Basil Sean was my arena team there for a little while. Um, really, you know, Grandmaster Yoda is the one that I really haven't used much, but they're not bad. Well, the funny thing is, Grandmasters was awesome, but uh, he got reworked and then Bastila came out like two or three weeks later. And so yep. people pretty much got three weeks out of his Zeta before throwing in Bastila as the leader. Yeah, that that was the problem. He was, was pretty good there for a bit, though. Yeah, I still think his is good, just not as good as the others. The agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, you ready to move on to this next thing? I am. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. Election results. Very right. exciting stuff. I got some nice imagery for the podcast, and apparently you're, you've disappeared. <laughs> Have I? I'm still here. I promise. Yeah, you're... you're odd. Your video capture's gone? I don't know. Anyways, as you can uh, see, the Swaga government is set. You all voted on our candidates. I know a lot of you mentioned wanting, um, wanted, wanting to be able to fill in your own candidates. Well, unlike uh, real elections where you have write-ins, I did not allow write-ins. So I'll, I did put in abstain. So if you just did not agree with our candidates, you could abstain from the vote. And a lot of people used it. So I'm sure that there are a lot of people who would have had write-ins. But the abstain was never a majority on any of these votes. So they wouldn't have won. So there's that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how many people or what, what, uh, what majority of people were wrong. <laughs> well, all right. Well, do you have it pulled up there? I do. All right, good, because I'm trying to make your picture, your face show up. All right. Question one. The president, which is best leader ability overall in the game. Your options were Boba Fett, Captain Rex, or to abstain. Uh, so basically the abstaining field was 10% of the votes. There were 23% of people that picked the correct answer, which was Boba Fett. And then I was really disappointed that 67% of you got it wrong by choosing Captain Rex. Oh, I just... He's the... In arena, yes, not overall in the game. Sorry, gotta disagree. Gotta disagree. <laughs> I don't know. I pretty much use him in... I could use him in anything. I use him in yeah. Sith Raid. I use him in Territory Wars. I use him in Arena. 
I even use him in the first three phases of light side territory battles if I my platoons go wrong. So yeah, it happens. But the president, Captain Rex. Now, for vice president, and the, you know the only reason that this is going off of this is because the vice president is there to assist the president, right? So the vice president is listed as the best assist ability in the game. Your options given were Chewbacca, Basilashan, and Ray Jedi training. And I would like to point out that I guess in the course of our talking on the podcast last week, Mist pointed out to me that he changed his assist ability to Revan. So I should have had Revan in there and not RJT, but it was RJT I put in there because that was in the notes. So sorry, Revan, you got screwed out of the vote. Um, so we ha- we did it without you. You will not be Maybe taking we'll- over for the president if he passes. So there won't be a recount. There will not be a recount. Um, yeah, unless it's just what a fill-in question for next week. But <laughs> fair enough. But if you're watching the live stream, you'll see this image, and I'm going to post it in the in the podcast chat after this. But uh, I just don't think that Revan would look as good standing menacingly behind the President Rex like he does in my image there. So that's a really good point. <laughs> and for all of those you in podcast land wondering how the re- results shook out, well. There was uh, there was only three people who abstained from answering. Uh, 20% said Bastila Sean with the best assist ability in the game. There was 23% of people that said RJT. However, there was a whole whopping 56% of people that said Chewbacca has the best assist ability in the game. So that was good. The... Uh, <laughs> The electorate made me happy on this one. That's that's good. Chewbacca, congratulations. Yeah, he is he is pretty awesome. <laughs> so next up All you right. had the Secretary of the Treasury, uh also known as the best scoundrel in the game. If you don't get the connection there between treasury and scoundrel, uh get with me after this and we'll talk about it. But uh the best scoundrel in the game, you were given Two options, or you could abstain. The two options were Chewbacca again and Infus Ness. And I actually thought Chewbacca would win this one too, but holy smokes, he did not. So, yeah. Um, it, with 73% of the vote, Infus Ness is now the Secretary of the Treasury. And then you have Chewbacca Crazy. with 26%. And then you had another... How many is this? Uh, four votes abstained. So four people had other ideas for the Secretary of the Treasury. But uh, other than that, Emphis Nest with the win. I'm kind of not surprised. She is really good and people really love her. Um, not better than Chewy. <laughs> no, I'm The people sorry. have spoken. So there it is. Yeah, I was disappointed with this one. Uh, uh uh, and, and quite surprised. I mean, that was a, it was yeah. a runaway, man. I wasn't, su- I, was. I wasn't surprised at the answers. 
but I was surprised that it was Runaway. So, yeah, Ness took crazy. that one over. So the House Majority, which is best faction in the game, uh, there were let's see, two and a half percent of people that abstained. There was thirty-seven percent who voted for the Rebels, and sixty-one percent of people said the Sith. I, Another surprise I was, for me. A huge surprise. I did not see that coming. I mean, there's some good Sith in the game, sure, but man, those rebels are just, I don't know. Like, they've always been so good. Um, kind of surprised that the tables have turned. It, it, I'm, I'm not, I'm surprised that the the Sith won this first off. And the second was, I'm kind of curious who the abstains would have voted for. Because... That's a good question. I mean, have, Jedi maybe with Revan? Maybe? Uh, I mean, the Resistance are pretty decent, but there's not a ton of them. Yeah. You know? Uh, first Order is pretty good. Uh, You can get two teams out of both of those, so... Maybe it's one of them. I don't know. But I thought uh, that was... Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's Ewoks. Uh, it, that's what it is. No <laughs> doubt about it. Maybe For sure it's the Ewoks. Ewoks. Um, I don't know. Hey, Chicken, Chicken Bottom brings up a really good point. Chewbacca can't be the vice president and the treasurer. So I feel better about everyone's voting. Well done. <laughs> so maybe they were thinking of that when they voted. Maybe Chewbacca really was meant to win, but through the electoral process, he wasn't allowed. We'll go with that. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, let's see. Attorney General, a.k.a. best attacker in the game. There was 2.5% uh, no. abstain. There was 5% that said Chewbacca. And, I mean, this, this is a total runaway. Biggest runaway of the voting. Because holy smokes. Yeah. 93% said Han Solo. Han Solo. 93% best attacker in the game. Not, I mean, Uh, I can't argue with it. He is really, really good. He is. Yep. Just surprised that there's so much agreement. There was 211 people did our poll. And that sounded weird, but 200 <laughs> people left, 211 people did our poll. Somebody write down the sound, agreed. the time for that. We're going to need <laughs> that for a sounder later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, no. No bad idea. Um, <laughs> I didn't say it for once. It was not me this time. Yeah. No kidding. Half these foot uh, and mouth sounders are me. I'm glad that it's not this one. Yeah. I, yeah. That's. I'm doing a pretty good job at not doing that, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Surgeon General, best healer in the game. This one surprised Drop me. Sh- uh, this one has a pretty nice... It's dispersed nicely. So, 3% abstain, and then there was... Uh, we'll start with third place was Barasavi with 25%. Old Daka in second place with 35%, and then Jolie Bindo took the cake at 
it was all super close, but Jolie Bindo squeaked it out. I just cannot see that dude as a elected official. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, he seems hey, lazy to me. Sounds sounds like a politician. He sounds lazy to me. You know, his his, his first special just kind of, I'm not going to do this and wave someone on to, else to do it, you know? I don't know if this is his spot, but it's, it's they fitting. elected him, so he's going to be collecting that That's paycheck. True. But, uh, yeah. Well, I just got him in gear 12, so I'm really going to start uh, using him more often now so I can really see what people are talking about here. But this is one of those ones where they would probably go back and count the votes a second time just because it was actually close, not like the rest of them. But this was the closest race right yeah. here. Why wasn't Hoda in there? Hoda is not listed as a healer in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. That's why. He's a support. Sadly. You can heal on basic and still not be a healer. I yeah. heavily argued for that, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why he's not listed as a healer in the game, but he's he's not a healer in the game. And if yeah. you didn't know but that, go double check odd. and you'll see. I, I would like to know what the parameters are to be a healer in the game, because mm -hmm. you know, if your basic ability is a heal, it seems pretty obvious, but apparently not. Another good point from uh, chat right. is that Grandmaster Yoda is listed as a support, and he is one of the hardest-hitting characters that I have on my roster. So, yes, there's also that. Yeah, he hits like a freight train, man. He is so awesome. <laughs> Dude, he is, he is super fun. Yeah, I'm, I have so much fun with him in the raids. But in uh, Phase 2 with that Revan team, just watch him hit for like 150k is just awesome. So cool. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to Secretary of State, aka best support in the game. And uh, let's see, we had Darth Nihilus come in at 7%, BB8 at 11.5%, and good old Grand Admiral Thrawn at 81.5%. This one was a. Uh, this one was another total landslide. You know, what's interesting about this one, though. Judging by the pie chart, at least, not one abstain and 211 That's votes. That's true. So of our three candidates, no one disagreed that these were the top three for this. So, Or yep. maybe they did disagree they were top three, but their number one was on the list. So no abstains for the best support. And no Grandmaster Yoda. <laughs> we also have a really nice looking Pac-Man there. Oh yeah. He's just gobbling up those ghosts. Yep. But he's gobbling up Nihilus and BB-8. Well, of yeah. course he's gobbling up the dot. A little round thing. Makes sense. Um, Alright. Secretary of Defense, aka best tank in the game. Uh, this was the one that me, you, and Mist all voted for General Kenobi on, so he was the only option because he was the only nominee. And there was 7.7% 7 .7 of people that took the field, with 92.3% of people agreeing that General Kenobi is the best tank in the game. Yeah, it's funny and interesting to me that a lot of people complained to me that there was only one tank option on this poll. But only 7% of people did not agree with the one we had on there. So 
Yeah. Yes, there was only one because we all three picked General Kenobi, and that's why it was either Kenobi or someone else, and only 8% of people picked someone else. So I'd say that's a pretty strong indication that General Kenobi is definitely still considered the top tank. So, Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so just for giggles, what would be second and third for you? Do you have anyone that really sticks out? Well, I had two that I put on the, as honorable mention last week on the podcast, and that was uh, Crew and, for a time, Stormtrooper Han. So, because Han was good in a lot of things. Yeah, he was. Still is, if you Uh, use him correctly. I I would say that Shore Trooper would be mine. Uh, I'd also throw in Scion. That was one that people were mad that they couldn't vote on. So, oh yeah, yeah, That's and then fair. there's a lot of attacking tanks like listed in chat JTR. Um, so I guess there's some tanks in there. There's a lot of like weird ones like Hoda and Grandmaster Yoda and even JTR where they don't really fit the mold of the the role they have, so they don't automatically yeah. come to mind when you think of these these That's roles. A good point. But I probably would have still voted for Kenobi. So. Yeah. Um, Joker wanted to be old man. We need to give him a shout out because amazing. I, I can I give a shout out to Gamgard? Is that okay? That's like me voting, no. voting Not independent, accepted. right? Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Okay, no fine. Gamgard. Um, let's go to Secretary of Transportation, the best ship in the game, and. The options were Umbaran Starfighter, TIE Advanced, and Sunfox Geonosian Fighter. Okay, so there were 10% of people that said abstain. I assume that those people abstained because of Houndstooth, which was really surprising that none of us picked Houndstooth. Uh, However, TIE Advanced took the cake with 70 point or sorry 77.7% of the votes sevens across uh, the board sevens across the board indeed and then sunfac had just under 5% um, bar and starfighter had 7.6 so I was kind of glad that uh my candidate a um, bar and starfighter beat out sunfac uh, that made me pretty happy <laughs> I wasn't surprised that Vader's won. Um, I'm kind of curious if Houndstooth was on there, if it would have been closer. But I mean, I obviously people... I think it would have been. Yeah. Either people were just like, okay, well, Ty Advance is on there. I don't want him to lose. I'm not going to throw my vote to Stain. So, yeah, who knows? That's totally fair. All right. Secretary of Energy which is the best and most efficient farm for a character. And your options were Kylo Ren Unmasked and Ezra Bridger. There was a 4% abstaining vote. There was 22.3% that said Ezra and 74% that said Karu. Very nice. Not too I think surprising. that was mine and yours uh, vote there was crew. It was. So yeah, that uh ship character combo was 
tough to beat. Yeah, especially for low energy consummation. Indeed. So he's a perfect candidate for Secretary of Energy. Cool. Well, that wraps up the uh, the poll. Do you have anything else that stuck out to you about the poll? No, it's uh, it was just int- I thought it was really cool. I really liked this idea of uh, coming up with candidates and then having everyone vote on them the next week. That was pretty cool. So we'll have to find ways to implement this uh, going forward and try to figure out some other cool ways to make those into uh, poll questions. Kind of a my pick versus your pick thing. That would be fun. Indeed. Yeah, I like (laughs) it. Like it a lot. Sweet. All right, let's move on to... Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. So I was just thinking earlier, and I'd like to point this out, that uh, it is almost one year since my boy was introduced to this game because I remember being in on vacation at the beach for Thanksgiving and checking the forums when dark side territory battles were announced and Wampa was announced. Uh. And I remember everyone talking about it in uh, discord and just like being confused why a, a Wampa would become a playable character. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was, it's almost been a year. I'm wondering what's going to happen this year during that, uh, anniversary because it was pretty much announced like a day or two before the game's anniversary. And then they gave us those, all those awesome prizes. I think it was like, they gave us crystals and some full pieces, a full Zeta, uh, a couple other things that they gave us for that one year. I'm looking forward to see what the one year anniversary of the game this year brings with it. But uh, yeah, almost been a year. It's crazy. Very nice. Hard to believe. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to believe that this podcast has been going on for two and a half, two and a half years. So, and that we've already been on Twitch and you just live streaming in general for over a year. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Very cool. exactly. Well, this update didn't have a ton, but we'll talk about a few the few things I f- see in it as we go. If you ha- did not know, there are two new characters. If you don't know, you have about... Well, on my time zone, you have two and a half hours to finish your... Uh, your... Fallen Bastila Sean marquee event because that is going on until midnight here. So Fallen Bastila Sean is in the game now, and also Candorous Ordo. Now I thought it was interesting. This went back to the hint that uh Crumb put out on Saturday morning, the day after our podcast. So we didn't really talk about that. They put out a thing a little a teaser on Saturday morning. And uh took a while for people to come up with the answer for. I think it was about 45 minutes or so. But then figured out that it was a quote from Bastila Sean about turning someone to the dark side or to the opposite Ooh. side, basically. And uh, everyone had their ideas 
of who it was going to be. I think the most common ones I uh, I saw was Karth. Is that the dude's name? There's a dude in Sotor named or Kotor called Karth something. If I'm if if that rings any bells to anyone in chat, please say the name because I don't know it. Uh, that was one, and then the other one was talking about Malik, I think. Um, but what we actually ended up with was Bastilashan Fallen. So basically, the hint was to say it was Bastilashan, and I don't think I had saw anyone mention that she was the one that might be coming. And I think that was because in the game, she was only turned for a very short time, or you only played that for a very short time, so people are kind of surprised by this. But, uh, yeah, Karth Onassi. That's the one people were thinking that uh, that was a hint for. Dude's not in the game yet, but uh, they did get Candorous Ordo. Uh, you could probably tell me this did Mist last week. Was it Karth Onassi or was it Candorous Ordo he was talking about he thought was coming with the new Dark Side companions or the new KOTOR companions? Uh, Karth, I believe. I had never heard of Candrus until this update. Yeah, me, me either. He actually kind of looks like um, Cable from Marvel. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> does. Or Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem was another one. Someone said, uh, um, oh gosh, what's his name? National Treasure. What was? Who's the guy in that movie? Uh, talking about Nicholas Cage? Yes, or? Nicholas Cage. If you go and look at the... Really? If you're in the Facebook page for Swugga, go check it out. There's a... Someone put a... a fa- blew up, you know, Candace Ordo's little uh, picture and the face he's making, and it looks just like a picture of Nicholas Cage from the movie National Treasure. It is pretty huh. funny. Interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, so we got Basil Sean and Candace Ordo. So what comes with that? Two marquee events. One started on the 15th. The next one started on the 16th. So the Bastilashan one is ending in a few hours. And Candor's Ordo is ending tomorrow at the same time. So have you done your Bastilashan? I did, actually. I did not forget. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because the odds are that uh, Darkseid Revan might be coming. So it might be nice to, you know do these marquees because if not then you might as well just wait and odds are and spoiler alert i'm probably going to be waiting forever at this point without uh, worrying about any panic ever again but uh once again we'll get into that so yeah you got two marquees here uh then you get into packs and bundles basically same type of deal Candorous Ordo and Bastila bundles. You got the $10 packs for the to get four star. And then you have the 16 or $12.99 crystal packs for anywhere between what? Uh five and three hundred and thirty shards. And I think you get an average of twelve or something like that. So basic same deal as any other marquee. But then there's some other packs in here I thought were interesting. And I'm wondering if you would pay this. 1,699 crystals for a ability materials mega pack. For 1,699 crystals, you get nine omegas. Nine. 
You can't even update upgrade two abilities for that. That's a lot of crystals. Is that something that you would pay? I know people will. Well, but would you? Given that the going rate for Omega, like ability refreshes, is about two hundred crystals per Omega, that is a really good bargain if you buy them anyway. Not a great bargain, but a good bargain. It's cheaper. So, no, I would not buy it because... <laughs> I think I will wait for them to come in the natural ways because that just seems yep, so steep crystal-wise for Omegas. Yeah, if you need them, I, I mean, I don't think it's a bad deal based on the prices of stuff in the game in general, but no, I, I wouldn't buy it. I don't like spending crystals on Omegas. I'd rather wait and get them and just leave everyone un omega Yeah. I, I, well, you know, I used to always have like 100 Omegas lying around. Recently, I went, I dipped down all the way under 10. I'm back up to 60, but I have gotten to the point now where I just don't put Omegas on anyone unless I have to. So I'm slowly climbing yep, my way I'm back up. Point. But when they cost that much, it's nice to have them on hand. So. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that is true. Another pack in here. Um, there's a mod salvage pack for 2,400 crystals. Gives you a pretty good amount of uh, salvage uh, out of it. Both of those are available November 23rd. And I think that's the day before the uh, three-year anniversary. Or maybe it's the three-year anniversary. I'm not sure. Is it? I think it's the 24th. That's the anniversary, though. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, dang, that's next week. Uh, oh, I guess we should also probably mention that next week we will be podcasting on Wednesday because of the holidays. And if it's like last year, I believe they released the one-year anniversary stuff update and whatnot before Christmas, or sorry, Christmas before Thanksgiving break. So hopefully Tuesday or Wednesday, there will be an update in which we hopefully get like the grand arena or something, but who knows <laughs> what we'll actually get. And that way we'll actually have something to discuss on the podcast Wednesday. We'll see. If not, we'll do our best to make something up. <laughs> We're really good at that. And very big lulls in the, in in this game have led us to figure out ways to find things to tell you guys about that are still informative and uh, interesting. So if we have to do that next week, we will. And that would make the next week's episode really full because I'm pretty sure there's going to be something next week to talk about. Just whether or not it's before Thanksgiving or not, we'll find out. But CG's in America. They celebrate Thanksgiving too, so the odds are... It'll be before our podcast, so there's that. Yeah. But there's some cool. bug fixes. Um, I'll look through these and see if there's any really worth talking about besides the one. And the one that's raising a stink is that Bosk's leader ability got an update of a bug. A bug that has not been fixed until this point, but okay. has really irked a lot of people. So let me find out. Where is this thing? Uh, boss fixed a bug where boss on the hunt contract could progress while damaging enemies that were not the weakest at the start of the turn. 
so I'm assuming I don't really know how this works or why it's upsetting people, but I assume like if you use his um call everyone ability, uh if it brings them down to being the lowest person on the turn, however many people are hitting them is adding to the contract at some point. I think that's what it was. If I'm wrong, if you know in chat, let us know so we can correct that. But uh basically what it was is what it's going to do now is make it harder in territory war defense and a lot of other things for him to fulfill his contract compared to what it was before this bug got fixed. And he's been out for what a good chunk of time now before this got fixed. So a lot of people are looking at it as yeah. a, as a nerf. Um, but yeah, that was the, definitely the biggest thing to come out of these bug fixes, uh, this week. So we're looking through some other stuff. I'd never had this happen to me, but I know it would annoy me. They fixed a bug where Han Solo shoots first turn, could be consumed by counterattacking before taking his turn. So let's say Han shoots your Han and he shoots back, and then he doesn't get a shoots first turn. That would be obnoxious. Well, uh, I've seen that before, and it essentially is turn meter removal because he starts with 100% turn meter. So if you use Han on another Han and remove turn meter, I've seen that work. I don't know. I don't think that's what this is referring to. And I'm not sure if that's working as intended. I would think so based on the way they describe everything, but who knows? Bosk has been out since May the 4th. So it has been a while before this bug ever got looked at. That's been rubbing people the wrong way here. Um, This one makes me laugh. Unit fixed a bug where Imperial probe droids self-destruct could be counterattacked. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, like so. Before your guy actually dies, if he's not like a tank like General Kenobi that can take self-destruct, he would ah. counterattack and then die. So he wouldn't like die immediately, but counterattack. So they fixed that because that should never have been happening. But I mean. If a bomb's about to explode, you might as well just start shooting. So I guess it kind of makes sense in a weird way. What are they counterattacking if you have a tank taunting? Because probe droid explodes. I mean, I guess he does uh-huh. AOE damage. And I have seen I have seen uh, some of these videos where uh, probe droid would, uh, would go to explode. He'd explode on the person and they would die. And the AOE damage would cause a counterattacker to move sideways across the front line of all five of the opponent's, opponent's, uh, five people and attack it right where it died. And it, it's, it Interesting. looks crazy because you're so used to counterattacks coming from across the board to your guys on your side. And these counterattacks would go from that side sideways across their own guys to hit the pro droid before it disappeared. It was weird. I'm guessing that's also why it got fixed. I have to look Um, up a video of that because I had not seen that. Oh, it's so weird looking, watching, watching the opponent go sideways across their own dudes to counterattack. Fancy. This is another one that people were happy about. Fix a bug where Darth Nihilus would not recover 20% of his max health when he inflicts a debuff at the start of his turn with his wound in the force, 
with Emperor Palpatine in the leader slot. So for the longest time, that 20% health recovery was not happening when he inflicted a debuff. So this is definitely a big boost to Nihilus there because if you're not getting 20% health is a good chunk. And if you weren't getting that, uh, yeah. Well, especially with his stacking health, like 20% can be a ton of health. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, was there anything else? Nope, that was pretty much it for the update this week. So. All right. I think we should go ahead and tell everyone about our good old friends over at Blue Designs. Ooh, I like uh, it. Holidays are coming up, and I know, like, a lot of gamers listen. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you want to get into streaming, or you just need some awesome headphones for listening, whatever. You should go check out Blue Designs, bluedesigns.com, and use the promo code SOPOD. Get 20% off your order. So you can go get Christmas gifts there, buy yourself a Christmas gift, and get 20% off. Uh, like I said, great products. We obviously love and use their stuff. The I, I, my, my satellite headphones are unbelievable i love them they're the they're the bluetooth ones they fold up nice so they're so they're portable but god they just they sound so good i absolutely love them and uh well they advertised on their website for as one of the best bluetooth uh headsets for phones for the like iphone and android phones and i took mine with me on my cruise and it worked amazing. I loved every second of it because yep. I don't know about you with your iPhone, but you can't really charge and use headphones anymore at the same time. And when you're sitting in an airport, all you <laughs> and using your phone for long periods of time, you want to be able to charge it. So I was able to charge it and have really good sound quality that wasn't having to be plugged into the same stinking socket. So yeah, yeah I good. love these headphones, man. They're awesome. Indeed. So make sure you guys go check that out again. It's bluedesigns.com. Use promo code SOPOD. One other thing, uh, I mean, it's... I'm dangerous. (laughs) I almost took out my slave one. Um, Oh, I forgot to show you guys this. Check this guy out. Anakin Starfighter. I got this guy a few weeks ago. Found him on sale. Yeah. That's one that uh, I have always uh, seen at Target. And I always, and I always like, I'll buy it the next time. And the next time I go, it's gone. And then the yeah. next time I go, when I don't want to spend the money, it's not there. <laughs> that happens. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, that's not the point I was going to make. The point I was going to make was Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash shattered. I, I believe it's Shattered Order. Holy crap. Maybe I, should, maybe I should check and make sure that that's what the link is. Yes, audibletrial.com slash Shattered Order. You can go get a free trial of Audible, 30-day trial. Uh, if you don't like it, you can cancel within the first 30 days. You get to keep the free audiobook because they will give you a free audiobook for doing the 30-day trial. And they have so many great books. Uh, there are... There is a ton of Star Wars books on there, and 
they're really well done. They're fantastic. I enjoy the heck out of them. It's almost like listening to a movie. Just the, just the, uh, you know, just the sound effects and just everything, all the production quality that goes into them. Really great stuff. Highly recommend it. So make sure you go check that out. You can also find the link on shatteredorder.com. But again, that's audibletrial.com slash order. Go get your free audiobook. Uh, it'll get you through this nice cold winter or, you know, get you through your road trip to go see family or whatever. Uh, audiobook's a good way of pastime. So make sure you check that out. Definitely. All right. Well, I think it is time to head to the dark side. <laughs> we can do that. We have Our, the power. We do have the power. Uh, the force is with us. Let's see. We'll use this sounder this week. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big Big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, I believe, was very, very fitting because of uh, Badstella Sean. Badstella. That name needs yeah, to catch on. Beautiful. I, I agree. I like it. See, my first thought was Emo Bastilla. Uh, you know, One that's been thrown around on our... Uh, on our podcast chat, Hot Topic Bastila. Yeah. Pretty good one. I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I heard McMull mention that one. Uh, Sparrow, but- I got you. I know I remember you saying it too. Did he? Okay. I, <laughs> man, it's been kind of sad. I have not been on Discord much this week. I've been kind of quiet on there. It's It's been a long week, so sorry I haven't been on there chatting with you guys much at all. But, uh, I'll hold yeah, down the fort, uh, my friend. I will hold down whoa. the fort. Good good deal. Good deal. Um, <laughs> however, I think my favorite and my first thought was Emo Bastila. Or uh, just in general, I would say this is some dark side BS, but whatever. All right. You ready to talk about what what they did? The, the fallen Bastila Sean Fallen? character <laughs> fallen bastila sean fallen the fallen sandwich yes let's just, talk about her just falling all over the place so <laughs> all right let's let's go ahead and dig into her kit uh unit name is bastila sean in parentheses fallen alignment dark category sith old republic and support Hold on, before you go on further, you might have been about to say this, I don't know. There is a screenshot and you can find it or you can look it up online where it is of Capgas saying that the reason that HK-47 wasn't given the Old Republic tag is because Old Republic was kind of a, it it wasn't an era, it was a, a group. Um, and that's why he didn't like, so like all the light side where have the old Republic tag, HK 47 couldn't get it. Didn't, wouldn't make sense. This and that. And Interesting. then 
And then Basil Sean comes out and she has the Old Republic tag and totally goes against what Capgas said. Uh, I think it was on the forums. So, huh. I don't know what happened, but that must have changed or he was wrong from the start. But here we are. It led to a lot of funny comments in podcast chat because a lot of people were like, you know, talking about, you know, putting. I can't even think of any examples now, but like if you were going by era, how many how many crossovers for characters and different factions you could start doing if that were the case. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Phoenix. Makes sense. The Phoenix, you could throw Thrawn in there because it was during that same time frame or. You know, just weird stuff like that. The interesting thing I thought with her having the old Republic tag is she synergizes with Revan. With Revan? I mean, she gives buffs to Revan with his leader ability because it doesn't say that they have to be light side old Republic. They just have to be old Republic, and she falls under that category. She'll still give you know, half the speed that her counterpart would because of the Old Republic, so. Exactly. That's exactly. interesting. So I don't think we'll see anyone using her with Revan, but who knows? Probably not, but I guess we'll just take into our kit and find out if we would want to use her with Revan. Uh, she is a strong support who inflicts a large number of debuffs, including shock, stun, and corrupted battle medis- meditation. Uh, let's see. Basic ability is Sith Assault. Final text. Deal special damage target enemy and inflict ability block for one turn. This attack deals 10% more damage and has plus 10% critical chance for each Sith ally. Well, there right there is why you'd probably want her not being with Revan. <laughs> That's fair. That is a lot of extra damage and crit chance. Yep, it is for sure. Uh, so she, she'll she be fitting for Sith team just based on, on that whole deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go into her first special, which is Wild Lightning, that has a two-turn cooldown. So basically every other turn. Deal special damage target enemy and shock them for three turns. If target already had shock, deal special damage to all other enemies. This bonus damage can't be countered. If this, sorry, this attack cannot be evaded. So what is this, the third character with shock in their kit now? You have Dooku, you have Palpatine, Palpatine. and now you have Basil Sean Fallen. Yep, that and is all that I can think of. Unsurprisingly, the biggest, the best leader I've seen so far, or I've heard about so far with her in Arena is a Palpatine lead, so not surprised. Interesting. Especially with the amount of, as we go through this kit, you'll see it even more, the amount of buffs, debuffs that she can do as well, so. Yeah. Huh. I like it. Uh, let's see. All right, let's move on to her second special, which is Fear, that has a three-turn cooldown. Final text. Stun target enemy for one turn with an 80% chance to stun another random enemy can't be evaded. When each of these stuns expire, 
inflict offense down, defense down, evasion down, speed down, expose, and stagger for two turns. These effects can't be resisted. Very interesting that they can't be resisted. So if you land this stun that cannot be evaded, so that means it will go through foresight, it can still be resisted, but once it sticks, the following effects cannot be resisted, which is kind of interesting. So if you get stunned, get given tenacity up, you still get all these buffs once that stun goes away. Yeah, that's and that under a Palpatine lead, that's a lot of uh extra turn meter. I mean that's gonna bring your whole team up to one to hundred percent after well, I think it's hundred percent. I don't remember exactly what the turn meter gain for buffs falling I think it's off on the Palpatine. It's gonna bring them all up pretty high once these buffs fall off of two people. So odds are 80% chance to stun two people. If they both wind up getting all those buffs, uh, that's going to be a lot of turn meter for your team. Indeed. Uh, all right, so unique one is Corrupted Battle Meditation. Final text, at the start of Bastila's turn, all enemies lose 3% turn meter, doubled against non-Jedi and non-Sith, and are inflicted with Corrupted Battle Meditation for one turn. Then she recovers 1% protection for each debuff on enemies. Corrupted Battle Meditation. Minus 30% crit chance and 30% counter chance. This is doubled against non-Jedi and non-Sith. One thing that I find interesting, it's not doubled against Jedi. It's doubled against non-Jedi. Anything else. And non-Sith. <laughs> So basically, anyone that's not a Force user, it is doubled against. Thrawn, that's a big one you're going to see. Um, yeah. I don't even know. Chewbacca is another Han, one you'll probably see. On Solo, CLS lead. Yeah, the CLS lead Rebels. Rebel team, this is going to hurt a lot. Big time. Sure. Yep. So. Indeed. Uh, anything else you want to say about uh, CBM? Nope. Just not surprising to see that opposite uh, the opposite of her yeah. light side version. So I, I do like that they did that. That they, I mean, they really did go with the exact opposite, which I thought was super cool. I mean, it's very similar to what they did with like Anakin's ship and Vader's ship. You, you know, the way they take these characters that's, you know, in-universe, the same human, basically, mm -hmm. in just different eras, and then they, you know, have their abilities, personalities kind of carry over. Very cool. Yeah, but, and just just another point to the uh, Palpatine lead here. If you're throwing out this buff that's a one-turn buff to everyone every time she takes a turn... And it's only one turn, so that's a lot of turn meter. And, and from a for sure debuff. Yeah. So. That's true. All right. So, final text of Unique 2 Sith Apprentice. This is with the Zeta. 
Bastila and the character in the leader slot have plus 50% defense and tenacity, and they gain foresight for one turn at the start of battle. If Bastila's leader is Sith, whenever an enemy is inflicted with death mark, mark, or shock, they both gain 5% offense, stacking up to 100% for the rest of the battle. This ability does not apply to characters in the ally slot. Gee, I wonder who this could possibly be targeting. Think about this, too. Marked is Revan's uh, ability that goes... It is. Basically the Force Taunt. And the ability says only if the leader is Sith. Now, you can have... Jedi Knight Revan in a team of Sith, and then Mark is present for this to go off. But why would you do that? You know? So it really makes me think Darth Revan from just from that alone, uh, working in with a Mark on a Darth Revan. If you went the same way as Battle Meditation with the, you know, light side and the dark side version. You're going to get a dark side version of Revan. He's probably going to have Mark as well. And this is going to synergize with that perfectly. So if you weren't already thinking it, the odds are that Darth Revan is probably coming and is going to take these characters. So I think this is a good hint that this is meant to synergize with a Darth Revan unless they're planning to give marked to someone else. And it also makes me wonder whatever other dark side KOTOR characters are coming, which one of them is getting death mark? Because the two we got don't have death mark. The only other person that has death mark is, uh, uh, what's his face? Death trooper. Death trooper. And he's not a Sith. So where does this synergize? Someone has to be coming with death mark, right? So, a lot of hinting in this ability, I think. So, I mean, Deathmark and Marked are amazing abilities. They have, I mean, there's so much you can do with them. I mean, they're great. And the fact that it directly mentions it. But I will say one thing. It says, if Bastila's leader is Sith, um, you know, so you could have Revan on say, a Treya-led team with Bastila, and, you know, they would still be gaining the stacking offense, you know, whenever that happens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that would be an interesting way to... uh, I don't don't know why you would use Revan under Treya lead or something along those lines, but that would be an option to get, you know, to get the stacking offense uh and it says stacking up to 100 percent. well i guess shock you can have a lot of inflicts of shock but i it kind of makes me wonder how atreya lead with dooku and bastila would do because or, or emperor palpatine where you have all the shock landing i mean you're getting all that stuff even more stacking offense that Trey is going to be getting anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. she, you know, Darth Trey can do some nasty damage with that stacking offense. And when you talk about stacking it even more, obviously an offense set on her is 
is really hard to beat because now you're getting that stacking amount even more and more and more. Um, which makes that much more dangerous. So th- that is really interesting. However, and while you might sacrifice speed with Bastila taking turn meter away from all opponents when at the start of a turn, that in turn basically makes your team a little bit faster. So that will yes. help as well. Yeah, that's a good. Yep, that's a good point. Uh, let's see. There was something that. I think you had an opinion on. Oh, I, this is, I don't know. May not be popular opinion. And I sit back and relax. Oh, please do. I am. I'm going to start with a statement. I'm never panic farming anything ever again. And maybe that's a little strong of a statement after two days, but Basically, from the moment this marquee happened for this character, uh, a very easy to gear to at least gear eight character, you could throw in a three star Bastila at gear eight into a Palpatine or in some cases, Treya led teams and auto. No, not auto. I've heard people are autoing, but at least manually roll through Revan teams with just in the ginormous speed, like the best Revens on your shard, people are saying that they were, they've never beaten before. They roll through them with a gear eight, three star Bastila. Now, how long has Revan been out? A couple weeks. Few, Not very uh, long. Month. Not very long. Month, probably. So for everyone that, and, and here's the funny thing. There's two sides to this. And this is what's gone on in chat and made me just not talk and chat about this because Everyone that didn't get Revan loves this. Everyone that got Revan that I've talked to hates it. There's there is no you got two weeks of good defense out of Revan, and now a gear a three-star character that you can put in at gear eight can make the best Revans beatable by the Sith teams you've been running forever. Basically destroying the defense of a Revan team. And in my opinion, what I liked about him was the fact that he held rank much better than my Treya ever did on my server. So going back to my main point, there's no reason to panic farm anything. If two weeks after they come out, at least arena wise, if two weeks after they come out a three-star character that you can basically throw up, extra gear that you have hundreds of to get to gear eight, you can then throw them in arena and beat the best arena teams on your shard. So I'm annoyed by this. I I feel like I should not have spent the money on this character beyond the fact that they're really good in the raid and just a really good character in general. I'm not saying that I regret buying or having the character, but as far as arena goes, which was one of the main things people were looking for this character for, it kind of trivializes it. It also made me question whether I wanted to gear 12 and Zeta Jolie Bindo today because it didn't really matter, you know? People could gear up a three-star that they got to gear eight and get roll through my team. So, okay. I don't know. So, why don't you tell me the reason she makes beating Revan so easy? Basically, what she does is make it so 
Treya does not get Treya or other characters that are marked don't die immediately on the first turn. And so and why is that? And why is that? Uh defense, tenacity, everything from her unique. Well, tenacity doesn't really prevent her from dying. Defense, however, could. If you want me to go into the intricacies of the kit, I don't need, I don't know them, but I can tell you this. I have seen the videos that of people killing this character on auto with a gear eight, three star and saying that they were never able to before. Okay. And that has been confirmed that's, by that's three, fair. four, five different servers. I mean, it's, this is not a thing I made up. I don't know the intricate oh. details of it. So if you're trying to no, discredit no, what I'm saying, no. that's not going to happen because this is a real I'm thing. Not trying, I'm not trying to discredit your point. What I'm trying to do is make a point that the reason that she works is because she gives defense. That is the only reason. That is the thing that makes her more effective. Trail lead offers crit avoidance, 40%, and, it, uh, and then you have this that is the plus 50% defense. That makes it very difficult to kill Tran. So, what do you do? Um, one, you could do what I have been suggesting literally for a month and make sure that your Grandmaster Yoda is modded properly. And by properly, I mean having three offense primaries and a crit damage primary with an offense set. You do not need speed on Grandmaster Yoda you should not have a speed arrow on him, in my opinion. He should be modded for offense so he does as much damage as possible. That, for one, will make it much easier to kill Treya and far more likely that you kill her in that opening turn. The other thing you that, that you could also do is also mod... Uh, any attacker on that team with more offense because the more offense that you're doing uh, crit damage is going to be less beneficial because of the trans leader ability it basically eliminates the crit chance that Revan lead is going to have those two abilities are basically a wash whenever you talk about crit chance so when you're talking about characters with low crit chance anyway, go with an offense set because it's not going to be that useful whenever you're battling against Treya. So what a, whatever team you're using, uh, like me, I'm using Revan, uh, Hermit Yoda, Grandmaster Yoda, Jolie Bendo, and uh, General Kenobi. Modding everybody to do more offense will start, will help eliminate this issue. I would love to know all those videos that people are showing, how are those teams modded? Because, like I said, most people are not modding Jedi the way that you optimally should be modding Jedi. And... That is obviously going to make it so much easier for her to survive, especially when she's getting that 50% defense. Um, I would be really surprised if this helps that much against a team that is 
that is modded adequately. I think it'll help. I definitely think it'll help, but I don't. I don't think it is what everything is talking it up to be. I th- I think it's overblown. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Two days so far, and I haven't heard anything change. So we'll see in a week. But as far as I'm concerned, doesn't make sense to me. But one of two characters I've ever really spent a good chunk of change on. And you really, uh, you really expect something more than two weeks. But, meh. All right, cool. Now I know for Darth Side Revan that I can wait. I'll be totally fine with that. But, but I mean, this also just makes her, because uh, I mean, Treya really just. I mean, it. She almost can't beat Revan even on offense, and this makes it to where she can beat Revan on offense. I mean, it's According, not like apparently Revan there was a team with first order officer and Treya that can beat Revan. Uh, if you ask Poe about it, he will love to talk about it. But uh, it is possible with certain characters. But uh, that is a. Very well geared and modded first order officer, not a gear eight three star character. So, yeah, I can deal with that. This I cannot, doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, interesting. Well, uh, I will be very curious to monitor Mm -hmm. this over the next week and see how it does. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I am incredibly skeptical that a well properly modded. Revan team would have much issue against this team. I do. Th- I mean, obviously, I do think that this will help, especially if you mod Treya correctly. Um, I mean, like I said, it helps, but I don't think it is a massive difference maker. I think. I mean, there's just too much going on with the Revan teams, um, and you know if. If you're having issues, if you're one of those people with Revan and you're having issues against these teams, what I would do oh. is I would bot- what? That's the other side to it. Obviously, if you have a three-star gear eight person in there, they're going to get destroyed on defense. But we all know people use different teams to climb as they leave in, set in on defense overnight. So the fact she's not good on defense is not a factor to me because anyone that plays arena isn't going to leave her in overnight so yeah they'll probably put someone else in in her place so that they maybe yeah maybe i don't know uh i wouldn't leave her in (laughs) target immediately are you kidding so no thanks if your team can win what's it matter Offense and defense Who? are two different things. The the AI does different things than, better. than her. No, that's that's true. On tra- the same Treya team you've been playing for a year or however long since February. Yeah, but there's now a better character. I I don't know. I just, for uh, offense, I mean, no one you, said they ever. You, the defense is not there with this character. All the. Uh, all the uh, all the videos that have come out this week have shown some very terrible defense. Okay, interesting. 
Yeah, I, I've been busy this week. I haven't watched hardly any videos with her, so I'm kind of learning a lot of this from you mm -hmm. right now, but my mm -hmm. initial thoughts are that I am quite skeptical about the teams that they're facing. I, I mean, I kind of think that what she offers, if you, like, if it were me, I would be modding uh, Bad Stella for, you know, survivability. I would load her up. I mean, completely load her up with uh, a lot of defense because of that plus 50% defense and try to make her and Trey a very difficult to kill. Load them up with protection. Load them up with... Uh, I saw somebody say that the, uh, the plus 50% tenacity will prevent the, uh, what do you call it, the stacking negative health. Do you know if that is accurate? Or what the mechanic is there that would do that? The for Revan? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, that's part of the marked ability, I believe. Yeah, but does... Uh, T tenacity prevents that from happening. I think I saw somebody say that. That I do not know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if that's the case. That's kind of interesting, and you know, would obviously change the way you would want to use tenacity on those teams. However, I just the st the stacking negative health is a big problem, and you kind of need to mod Treya for maximum protection. And if you load her up with protection and defense, forget offense, quit making her an attacker because that's always been my strategy with her. But I think Revan kind of changes the way you need to use her. Mod, whore, mod, uh, mod her for mod absolute whore. survivability. Mod whore. That mod whore. <laughs> Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's you, Mod Or. Yeah, that's guilty. Uh, yeah, that is. That's what I would do, and see how it goes. Uh, that that'll obviously make it more difficult for random teams to take her out, but she's less of a problem. But you kind of gain a little bit of that back with the stacking offense. Yeah, eh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm. I, I'm. Let's just say I'm skeptical. Yep. I got you. This is my initial reaction, and it's not good. I just, I thought that they said something about trying to make sure three-star characters were not so overpowered in the arena, but... Obviously, she's not overpowered. It's just a unique that's helping other people, but... Yeah. And it's a, it's a unique ability, which means when she dies, the benefits of it disappear. Yeah. And hey, that's something else. Shout out to Elon for mentioning this. Uh, you know what you could do if you're running Revan? And you have a problem with a character like this? I don't know. You could throw in a character that does a great AoE. What Jedi has a great AoE? Grandmaster Yoda... Oh, that's right. Jedi Knight Anakin. Not a terrible idea. 
I think I've seen some pictures of this recently. I think I might test it this weekend. Sounds really fun. Jedi Knight Anakin is just... He is a ridiculously awesome attacker, so... I mean, why, why not? He uh, he does awesome damage, has a great AoE, he gains turn meter when people drop below in health, gains the bonus damage, really great with Revan, because the first time you kill somebody, he'll obviously gain the turn meter. Great I debuffs really on like, his uh, basic, what is it, uh, healing what? immunity and... And buff, buff immunity, yes, yeah. I totally forgot about that. That is obviously incredibly effective against some of these annoying Sith. So throw in Jedi Knight Anakin if, you know, you're one of those people suffering from this uh, this bad Stella issue. Uh, throw him in and you're, pretty much your whole team should go before she ever gets a chance to do anything. And when you have a good attacker like Jedi Knight Anakin has such a good AOE. You you can get two AOEs off before the other team takes a turn. You might be able to kill her off and then it's not a then the defense is gone and Trey is easy to kill again and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Uh McTwee mentioned that uh he did see that it the uh negative stacking health can be resisted. So that is part of the benefit of the tenacity. The I mean, I don't know how much of a benefit the not losing. I, I mean, it's obviously useful, but I'm not sure I've ever like killed Treyas specifically because of that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Gotcha. We still uh, got a whole nother character to go over. And this one I'm much crap. more... Much more excited about. Less upset about. Yes. This guy looks really cool. And there's one reason for that. You might might understand why. But uh, Candorous Ordo is the other, the new guy. So, Candorous Ordo. I got a picture of, I got the picture up from the announcement on the forums. Looking like a uh, cable from Marvel. Sweet, but indeed, uh, he's a dark side attacker, also old Republic, and he is also a scoundrel. So get some of those scoundrel buffs. Makes him interesting. I saw some people doing marquees with uh, Akira lead. I thought that was a uh, pretty cool. But let's see here. I have. Here he is. Powerful attacker who can make short work of enemy tanks. Now, the Marquis didn't really show this off very well to me. I didn't think his damage was there to make short work of a tank, but he can definitely do extra damage against the tank. So there's that. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely got an interesting set of abilities here. And he's more of a character that's got a short kit that's kind of concise, kind of like a fox. Oh, funny story. Fox. Going off the rails here a little bit. I was looking through my roster on the game while my son, my four-year-old son, was staring over my shoulder looking at things. And uh, he saw a First Order Stormtrooper. And he's, uh, he's 
obsessed with stormtroopers. He's like, hey, look, a stormtrooper. And I keep scrolling down and he saw Fox and he said, is that a panda? And I was like, yes, that is that is the guy that we call panda. That is correct. So to a four year old, he sees the panda reference there. So I thought that was pretty funny. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Little T. All right, so you're basic on this dude. It is called Interminable Assault. Deal physical damage and attack again. If the enemy had protection before this attack, Candrus attacks for a third time and inflicts tenacity down. Another, just another character with tenacity down. Remember when tenacity down, the only way you could get it on the opponent was to throw out Dengar's bombs? (laughs) oh yeah that's right that was a long time ago that was uh that's what that was one of the first rancor solo teams yes because you know you finally got that uh tenacity down out there with uh dengar and then that that turn meter could just roll back when rancor was the only raid but now you got a good chunk of characters that can put tenacity down from their basic so very good ability there on top of having three attacks uh, if they have protection. So that's pretty sweet. Um, also, you get something else from his unique, which is part of what makes him awesome to me. But his next ability is a special called Overwhelming Firepower. Deal physical damage to all enemies and inflict offense down for two turns. This attack ignores defense. So not only is he putting offense down out there, which I love as a debuff, an AOE offense down, mind you. He also does physical damage and ignores defense. So uh, the damage numbers look about middle of the road. If I'm having to guess here, it's only 5,000 to 5,685. I don't think it's like... The highest of AOE abilities as far as damage goes, but it ignores defense, so it's going to do a good chunk there. The next ability is called... Hold on one second. Let me fix the live stream. Is a... And I didn't fix it. Unbelievable. Actually, I did, but it's not... Okay, there we go. Um, unique number one, Mandalorian veteran. At the start of battle, Candorus gains 10% health steal and potency for each old Republic and scoundrel ally. So works well in a scoundrel team, works well in an old Republic team. Whenever Candorus deals damage to an enemy, he inflicts a damage over time effect for two turns. That last bit is what I love about this dude. And, uh, can you guess why? Uh, because of Wampa and Vader? That's exactly right. I always love... Lo- How like, did I guess? I just found a fourth person for my Vader Gamguard Wampa team here. Ooh. Because this dude on his basic can do three freaking dots. Now, the, the funniest part to this dude right now is he has a bug. And in tier t- one of a battle... He'll do three dots if he attacks three times. In tier two of a battle, if he attacks on his basic, he'll do two dots per hit, so six dots. And in tier three of a battle, if he hits his basic, 
he will do nine dots. Really? <laughs> yes. It is the, a bug that is in the game right now. So you, they're going to, Holy gonna, crap. They've already said that they're patching this early next week, but, uh, Oh, I really wish that there was a dark side territory battle going on that you could just throw this dude in because yeah, no the amount joke. of dots going out with this guy right now, if you got to phase, you know, to the fourth phase of a combat mission with this guy, you'll be doing what, uh, four times three, 12 dots per basic. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Yeah. Basic I, I attack kinda, and 36 dots are on there. Yeah. That would be <laughs> awesome. I kind of wish that that was a thing that, uh, actually existed. It's pretty yeah. crazy, but, uh, he does a lot of dots. He would work well with Wampa to oh. me. Right now, the way with the bug, especially with Wampa, throw all that many dots out there. Let Wampa get all that extra offense from those dots. And, good, uh, <laughs> good times. That that would be awesome. And could you imagine, uh, he would be re really good for the Heroic AT team, I would think, just because, I mean... Like, that's going to drastically help. I guess not because of the phase thing, but, I mean, if you just throw a ton of speed on him, make him go as often as possible, basic ability, and start stacking dots on there, I mean, that's just going to let Vader and Wampa start going bonkers even sooner. <laughs> if you could find a way to give this guy retribution, like, uh, let's say, Kenobi or something, that would be even more <laughs> more fun. Yeah. For sure. Um, he's got one more unique. So four abilities, two uniques. I like a challenge is his last unique. Kandra steals 50% more damage with internable assault and overwhelming firepower to enemies who are taunting, death marked, or marked. So here we go again with that. Um, whenever an enemy with a damage over time effect is damaged by an attack, Candrus gains 8% turn meter. So, in your Vader teams or working with Wampa, this dude has a good chance when anyone attacks someone with a dot, this dude's gaining 8% turn meter. Does so, this mean that he gains 24% turn meter on his basic ability? That I don't know. That is an interesting... Uh, because it says whenever an enemy is damaged. It doesn't say when an ally damages an enemy. So yeah. that is I probably something that could happen for sure. I would assume so. That's kind of interesting. Uh, huh. So this dude's going to be going a lot. You can, you can throw the offense mods on this guy because you're probably not going to lead a lot of speed, need a lot of speed on him in a team that's doing a lot of dots. So... That's a pretty, pretty good thing there. And when an enemy gains taunt or becomes death marked or marked, so basically those force taunts, Candorus gains crit chance up and crit damage up for two turns. So that's where nice. I think that's the part where that, along with the beginning of this ability, where he gets fifty percent more damage to uh, taunting enemies. So fifty percent damage plus crit damage and crit chance up when he's attacking someone with taunt. So that's where the powerful uh, tank attacker comes into play. Um, huh. His powerful tank attacking is probably about even with regular, really good attackers, regular attacks. 
So I don't know that it's that specialized. In, it is specialized, but I don't know that the damage is that much to scream about. But uh, it's yeah. definitely an interesting mechanic for this dude. Something that's not in there. A guy that specializes Ooh. in taking out tanks. But, okay, uh, I, have a, I, I thought of something. How about this? You have, say, like a Vader lead with Wampa, Han Solo, Chewbacca, and this dude. Because whenever Han Solo basic attacks, that would be three hits, which would give him 24% turn meter. Him attacking, if he's the weakest ally, he would triple tap on basic, call in Chewie also, he would gain 32% turn meter. Like, if you had some double attacks plus Chewbacca on there, that would be a lot of turn meter he would be gaining and probably a lot of basic attacks he would be putting down and just stacking <laughs> uh, damage over times through the roof. I like that. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> I'm going to have to play with this, dude. I want to... I'm going to... The problem is, this... Compared to Badstila... Candorus's gear is out of control. It's he needs a lot at the lower gear levels. Oh, so does he? I would love to gear this guy up the same way as Badstila, but he does not. Your dollar doesn't go as far with him. So eventually, when I farm him, I will do that. But I don't know that I'm going to throw, you know, stun guns and carbontes at this guy to get him to gear eight. So. Pretty, pretty. I really like this guy's kit. I really do. I think it's really cool. I think it'll really work well with a Darth Vader lead uh, with Wampa, which is what I love for dark side territory battles. I just find that fun. It might not be the yeah. best team. It might not be something I use more than two phases, but uh, I enjoy, I enjoy the little things, and that's one of them. So I really look forward to using this dude. But I like his kit. He's I don't know how specialized he is. Say we said the same thing about Joe Lee, right? Joe Lee, we didn't know where he fit until ba uh, Dark's Dark Side Jedi Knight Revan came out. Now he's he's a great arena character. So I'm kind of curious if Dark Side. I keep saying if Dark Side Revan's coming. I'm pretty sure that that is what they are moving towards because by the time another thing that was pointed out on podcast chat by the time that these guys become farmable with the timing that they're being released right now. They'll all be farmable in February. And historically, February has been Sith month. So dark side Revan in Sith month, mm, probably a possibility. And that would also be a, you know, possible time that Revan could be returning based on, Historically, the way that journey characters have returned, you know, I think it was like 90 days and 120 days or something along those lines that yep. would kind of fall somewhere around that range. So it could be one of those things where like maybe these characters plus Revan or something is required and you have a fallen journey of some sort. Uh, although I'd be disappointed if they gave us like some sort of falling journey like that, and it's Revan and not Anakin. But <laughs> yeah, I completely agree, and I think we're going to be disappointed that that's not the case. But I think that might be a timing thing, as far as the 15 year anniversary for Kotor and everything. So 
I don't know. We'll see. But I do think that this, I do think that we might not know the full extent of how good this dude can be until we find out if a Malik or a Revan is coming to the game and this dude fits with them. So we shall see. Overall, I don't see him being um, an amazing character everyone's going after right now. But uh, I do think that he will probably find his place, much like a lot of the characters that have been released recently have. And the thing about... Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, for those of you that are worried about panic farming, what I did not do with Jedi Knight Revan is... $10 packs. So I don't know if I'm going to buy them just because of the bad Scylla issue that I have with panic farming at the moment. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but if you are worried that dark side Revan is going to come in February, those $10 packs that are available right now for these marquee characters will cut down quite a bit of farming later bargain for $10. So it is a good deal. If you think that dark side Revan is coming to get those now, as opposed to trying to get those 30 shards later. So just throwing that out there. So are you going to be buying the, uh, those packs? I am undecided. You're not, are you? Undecided. Well, see, here's the thing I said I in podcast won't. chat. I generally don't buy them. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is store crystals and just kind of see what else comes. And if it gets to a point where I feel pretty confident that's what's going to happen, I'm just going to make damn sure I'm doing my refreshes next time, unlike I did for Revan. Here's what I said in podcast chat. I said, I am never buying, I am never panic farming a character again. And then like three, four minutes later, I said, somebody screenshot that so they can uh, laugh at me when I do it again. (laughs) So right now I'm saying that. But now if I don't buy those $10 packs and I decide to later on, I might kick myself. So I can deal with $10 right now. I don't know. I just still don't know where I'm at with any of this. So, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I I truly believe that the... Uh, oh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, that the bad Stella stuff is being a bit blown out of proportion. I live for blown out of proportion. That's my that's my headspace. <laughs> Speaking of, you know what's been blown out of proportion? Aaron Rodgers' uh, status as the best quarterback in the NFL. Don't get me started, bro. Don't get me started. <laughs> I will say this though: I'm in a dynasty league, and I think this is our sixth year in it, fifth, sixth year. Uh, I I just gave up. My team is not very good. I I really don't even want to talk about it, but you forced me into it. Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback, and I've had a rough year with running backs. I've had a rough year, but I just I my record is three and seven. However, I'm still in range to win my division. My whole division's having a rough year, so I could still make the playoffs. <laughs> so I just traded my first round rookie pick to get Aaron Jones. And I'll be honest, after Thursday, I'm feeling pretty good about that because the 
it's really sad that the best player on the Packers offense named Aaron does not have the last name Rogers. It's I I don't know. <laughs> God, you had to bring it up. Good God. You know, man. I like to poke the bear, you know. So. Like like how wh- why are you not throwing to guys who are wide open? I just uh, and Devontae Adams is good, but he's a little overrated. I just Hmm. All right. Well, now right. that we're through new, that. New topic. <laughs> new topic. All right. So uh it, I think it's time for some trivia. What do you think? That sounds a little bit more exciting than talking about other crap that you keep <laughs> breaking up. What do you Sorry. think? Yes, let's do that. I like that idea. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. All right. So, oh, yeah. To add fuel to the fire, trivia is about Badstilla. With a few Wonder- name that tunes inside of that. So, so luckily for us, we just went over her whole kit. So we should be experts now, right? Should, keyword. <laughs> uh, man, the trivia last week, I totally loved. the uh, With the name, the character, with the hints progressively coming across. Spot on. Uh, Tash is obviously nailing it. And if you have any trivia suggestions for Tash, make sure you go to shadow.com. Go click that submit trivia question link at the bottom of the page, and you will, of course, get it. However, it's time to get your Kahoot app out, and Dan, it's time for you to give everyone the pin. All right, so this might be confusing at first. I was confused at first. The pin this week is not seven digits. It's only six, and that is going to work. I made sure of it. Actually, Tess made sure of it after I asked him, and it is working. So your trivia pin is 080809. Hard to remember. Uh, I know. 080809. I really thought it was going to be 080808, but it wasn't. That would have been quite impressive. I thought it was going to be. It would have been. Didn't quite get there, but that's okay. We were one off. So, where's the sap? All right, there we go. All right. One more time while I fill it into my own phones. Phones. uh, 080809. Indeed. You, You know, man, I tell you what. Uh, Okay, this is a community request from me. (laughs) I need somebody to find out a way for me to do my video and share a screen over Skype. Because I think it would be really cool if there was a way that we could have, like, both of our... During trivia, you know, have our regular video plus have 
both of our phones up there so people can actually watch and see us pick our answers as we go. But I don't know a way to do that over Skype currently. Uh, I know we've tried to figure this out, but have not been able to. But maybe somebody out there knows something that I don't. I have an idea, but I don't know. Never mind. I was never mind. Okay. Anyways. All right. First question. If you have ideas on that, get back to Uh us. I run the OBS and I would love to make that work. So are you ready for? What are we slapping our faces for? Are you recording my audio? I am recording your audio. Good. (laughs) Uh, Did we have a lapse here? Yeah, we've got something going on. All right, well, we got a way to work it all out. Be fine. Good. Good deal. All right. Are you ready for the first question? Now that you're frustrated, I might have a better chance. Is that a yes? You are ready? (laughs) Okay, here we go. First question. First question is, uh, here we go. Both versions of Bastila gain what on her basic? And go. Answers are potency, damage, crit chance, and power. And what is your answer? The wrong one. I said potency for some reason. I said crit chance, and my answer is also wrong because the correct answer is damage. (laughs) Whoopsie. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. At least we both got it wrong. We're going to make our... That's true. See, for all those of you listening, we like to get them wrong to give the community a chance to throw it in our face how much better they did than us. So, Exactly. Yeah. It's always fun. All right. Well, anyways, moving on from that. Fallen Basilisk stun can be resisted. True or false? And go. The, op- the possible choices are true and false. In case you didn't know, 50% chance to get it right. What did you choose? <laughs> the wrong one. I assumed it could I be evaded, but right couldn't. One. I assumed it could be evaded, but not resisted. And that is wrong. So. Ooh. <laughs> not good. You know, I want to know the most hypocritical thing about not liking Basta is if you took Revan out of the whole equation is that on my alt account, I used a three-star Bastila lead for my Jedi for probably the entire time until she became farmable. Huh. Three stars <laughs> in the arena. Granted, I wasn't taking number one on my alt, but top 50. <laughs> Interesting. 
All right, anyways, next question. Question three. Fallen Bastila joins a group of counter-free AoEs. Which tune's AoE effect can be countered? And go. The possible options are uh, Bad Stella, Vader, Daka, and Sabine. I am so confused by this. Daka has an AoE? The answer was Daka. Daka does not have an AoE. Her basic ability can damage multiple characters. Traditionally, I don't think that anyone has called that an AoE. I believe. <laughs> it does, because it can it can it stun two people. But as far does as... does have an area of effect. Okay. If you were to, if I were to call it, tell you before this question, AoE, would you have called Daka's basic an AoE? I immediately took her out of the equation for this question because I'm like, I did too. well, she has a yeah. heal and she has a basic and the, neither of those are AoEs. I mean, would you consider Jerry to have an AoE? Because it's kind of the same thing. I never would have, no. <laughs> to me, an AoE uh, is something that hits everyone. Okay, but, that's fair. But, but to be fair, I understand... That it is an AoE. I just yeah. traditionally, I in the game, AoE to me has always meant I had just hit everyone. So yeah, all right. Well, that's generally what I think of too. But it is technically area of effect, which generally just means more than one character. Oh, by the way, people have just pointing out in chat that Jerry does has an, a an AoE. His special hits everyone. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> bad example. My bad. All right. What is well, I haven't got a question right yet, so there's that. That's good. Yeah, I'm sure. Did you pick Daka? <laughs> no. Did you get that one right? No. Okay. Both no, Bastillas either grant allies turn meter or take enemies turn meter on their turn. They both also blank and go. Possible options are stack damage, grant buffs, inflict debuffs, and recover protection. Well, I'm 0 for 4. I am 1 for 4. Because the correct answer was recover protection. It was not inflict debuffs, which I selected. See... Bastila grants buffs. Bastila grants debuffs. So I knew it wasn't either of those That's, two. So I, it was either no. stack damage or recover protection. I picked stack damage. It was recover protection. Whew. Beautiful. Glad you were wrong. Oh, Lost the coin flip. All right. Question five. Question five. Here we go. Candorous has 0% potency, but gains 10% for each. And go. The options are Mandalorian ally 
Old Republic and Scoundrel Ally, Dark Side Ally, or Old Republic and Sith Ally? What did you select? Old Republic and Scoundrel Ally. We both got this one correct. I kind of figured that was easy enough that you would get it and I would still be behind. So, beautiful. <laughs> yes. All right, next question. Question six. Which status effect grants Bastila additional benefits but not Candorous? And go. Possible options are Shock, Taunt, Marked, and Death Mark. What did you select? Shock. You selected the correct answer, just as I did. Well done. I knew it. I knew you were going to get that one, too. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad I got some right now. That's true. That is true. All right. So now we move into the ones. Well, I think we do. Let me check. I think this is the name a name a tune part now. Interesting. Yep, it is name that tune. So let me put this over here. All right. So this is the one where I'll just move to my main one I'm playing with and we'll go from there. So okay. let's do it. Starting now, name that tune. First hint is has specific synergy with another tune. Gains taunt and retribution. And the options are Baze Malbus, Chewbacca, Zalbar, and Biggs Darklighter. What'd you get? Wrong. Oh, did you pick Chewbacca or Baze? No, I selected Baze. Ah, I almost clicked I, on Baze, and then I just decided to wait for the third hint. And when it said a Wookiee, I'm like, Chewbacca doesn't get retribution, so it must no. be Zalbar. Had I waited, I would have got it right, but I didn't wait for that last hint. Okay, next question. Name that uh, tune. First hint, a recently added cantina farm. Okay. Second hint, Grant's allies stealth while leader. While leader. Options are Mission Vow, Dangar, T3, and Ara Singh. Third hint was deals extra... Oh, it disappeared before I could tell you. Deals extra damage to toppled enemies. I selected Aura Singh after the second hint. I selected Aura Singh after the third hint. Very nice, very nice. Very quickly after the third hint, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, we got one more question. All Name right. that tune. First hint has a dark side counterpart. Ooh. has a leader ability. 
Answers are Darth uh, Vader, Basilisk Sean, Jedi Knight, Anakin, and Poe Dameron. The third hit is flies the ETA 2.0 Starfighter. I got this one after the second hint. How about you? Got this one after the third hint. Yep. I was trying to play it safe. You know, it's funny points? is I only picked Jedi Knight Anakin because I thought that the answer was Badstila, not regular Basila Sean. So I really could have screwed myself there picking Jedi Knight Anakin instead Ooh. of Bastila. Thankfully, I got the answer correct. So. All right. That was an answer streak of five, by the way. So I got 1,200 points for that. So I am feeling pretty good about my chances here. All right. How many points did you end up with? 5274. 45 of us. <laughs> What'd you get? No! Was that wine everywhere? Uh, no, it's in. Okay. <laughs> I heard the glass topple. All right. Back in my winning ways. Crap. <laughs> I'm good with this. Not good. <laughs> Not good. I After I you. missed the first four questions, I really came back. I really came That's back. That's true. You did. Yeah, you made a bit of a comeback. Those uh, that streak bonus points really helped me out there. That is definitely true. Doesn't hurt that you missed one in the middle of that streak, so that helped. Stupid one. I shouldn't have missed. Yeah, that <laughs> that cost me. That definitely cost me. All right, back on the winning ways. I am happy with this. All righty. Well, it has been an interesting week for sure. Um, man, I know that uh, I want to say this. I know that you have had a rough week or at least a rough day today. I hope that uh, hanging out here with all of us has made it a little better. Oh, yes, I am ready for sleep and the weekend. Um, <laughs> I am going tomorrow night. I'm going to get debuff. We are going out for the Soldiery Female's birthday. And uh, we are going to Uber and get debuffed because it is needed. Tomorrow I'm going out as well. My 11 year ah. anniversary. <laughs> nice. 11 years. Pretty crazy. But... Sounds exciting. Well, to everyone else that's out there still on the live stream and for everyone that has made it through the audio podcast with us hanging out. Hopefully you did well at Trivia. Thanks for hanging out with us. We really love all of you and everything that you do for this community and just uh, being awesome people. I love the community around this game. Why we do this. So from us to you, thank you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Later.